This guy's methodical, exacting, and worst of all, patient. He's a nutbag. Just because a uh, fucker's got a library card doesn't make him a Yoda. Well, get on with it, man. Just don't stand there. You get the feeling that everything in America is completely fucked up. No, I don't feel all right. None of us feel all right. See my typewriter? I love it. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. 1952. Wow. Quiet writer. Remington. It's awesome. Still works. Uh huh. Yeah. I had to get a new ink ribbon for it. Uh huh. But it is awesome. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Welcome to the first episode of Discoursers. Not the first episode, but it's a new first episode for Sally Bell, who's here with me. Hello. Hello. It's nothing like ruining the intro of your own podcast, right? <laughs> oh, that's okay. <laughs> All right. So I usually uh, I usually start out everyone with kind of like basic rules. We're not going to have this issue because with any of these because we know each other. But uh, yeah, so I started out with this. Uh, rule number one, keep it civil. Let's both get out of here in one piece. <laughs> I think we got that covered. Uh, two, if one is offended, aggravated, anything of the sorts, uh, offended, uh, they ask the other person to explain. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Don't think we're gonna have that issue. Uh, only interrupt if the other person is exhausting an answer, grandstanding going on and on and on and on about something. Mm-hmm. Like, All right, we gotta move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. That's kind of a tricky one. But, you know. Can be, yeah. yeah. And uh, the fourth one, be yourself. That's who I want to meet. Very heartwarming. That's what that one is. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, right, discoursers. Did you grow up in Tallahassee? No, I was born in Gainesville mm-hmm. and lived there for about four years. And moved to Jacksonville for about ten years. Mm-hmm. Then moved back to Gainesville, and okay. then um, moved to Tallahassee when I was eighteen. Okay. And you've been here since you were eighteen. Nope. Stayed here for about three years and then moved to Crystal River for 10 years mm-hmm. and then back to Tallahassee. Okay. Since 86, I've been back. Okay. All right. Wow. They never left Florida. Huh? No. Just popped never around. Lived, lived in everywhere in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a fourth generation Floridian born in the state. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. My kids the, are fifth. Got to keep the legacy up. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You're keeping the legacy up. You were talking, I think you're talking about your granddaughter. The other day that you watch, right? Yes. She she sounds amazing. She is. Every time you every time you talk about her. Oh, she's amazing. It's amazing to watch the development of a human being. Especially after you've seen it the first time. I know. You have kids. Well, when right? you have your own kids, you're busy doing things too. Mm. Now, you know, I can just watch my granddaughter right, do right. things. I don't have to go run to do the dishes and stuff like that. My, all my attention's on her. Right. And just to watch her. Every week, her language develops right. more. She understands more. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets concepts that I wouldn't think a three-year-old would get. Um, right. So she knows what pretend is. I wouldn't think they would know that, but she does. Right, there was a reality in the daydreaming right. kind of, yeah. But she knows, she'll say, uh, huh. let's pretend it's night. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Something like that, but right. she gets that. It's, and I love it, it's just amazing to watch. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, because I assume like you kind of skip over a lot of, um, not skip over it, but you can't pay attention to everything, like you were saying. Right. If you're in the act of like going to work and then coming home mm-hmm. and then having to get the, the, the kids ready for bed and like feeding them right. and all this other stuff, and you're constantly worried about that, mm-hmm. so you're not able to focus completely. Right. I guess. Yeah. Except when you have your playtime, and then you you know you're sitting down playing Legos or right coloring mm-hmm. or whatever, um, but you're busy. Yeah, you know, and, and that's why I'm always telling parents enjoy your kids mm. when they're little because I'm telling you, next time you turn around they're gonna be 38. Right. Yeah. And it, it happens that fast because you yeah. weren't busy. Right. You know, it's a shame, but. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's a shame because a lot of that busyness is just busyness. It is busy. It's not actually being busy. It's just no. keeping yourself busy so you don't have to think about things or right approach your responsibilities right. that you should be doing or whatever. Right. I'd much rather be playing with a kid than washing dishes. Right. Mm-hmm. Much rather. Right. Much more fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Indeed. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, you've been you've been you've been around for a bit. How old are you now? I'm sixty-five. Sixty-five. Mm-hmm. It's been around for a while. A little while. What would you say are like the major differences? between say, when you were growing up as an 18 year old mm-hmm. and an 18 year old growing up now. Wow. What would you say are like the, the, the biggest overarching things that you've noticed? Um, maturity. They mature faster or slower? Much slower. Slower, okay. Much slower. Hmm. Yeah. Um, non-committal, they don't seem mm-hmm. to want to be tied down. They just, you know, Boy, crazy—that's a term, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, from my generation, but um, just different. You know, when I was eighteen, I was married, right. and most of my friends were. People got married at that time, very young. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the thing. So, you know, I, I, I didn't play around. You know, I, I never had that opportunity. I'd really just had the one boyfriend who became my husband. Right, yeah. So it's just, it's, it's, they're different. They don't want right. to commit. They want to party and have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, they used to talk about my generation, the free love generation being so bad. This generation is very sexually free. Right. Completely. They, well, mostly because of uh, contraceptives. Mm-hmm. That's been the big thing. Sure. Uh, con- like the, the invention of contraceptives and the promiscuity and sexual transmitted diseases both skyrocketed mm-hmm. <laughs> after mm-hmm. contraceptives. I was like, wait, I can fuck without, right. without consequences on right. that? Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> yeah. But even, even so, girls back when I was growing up weren't that loose. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, you know, now, now kids are, you know, fucking when they're. 12, 13, 14 years old. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it was always somebody in high school, maybe, and mm-hmm. not that many, you know, you'd hear about. Right. But then, of course, with the hippie and all that kind of stuff, you know, that mm-hmm. brought it on. Right. Free love. Free love yeah. and all that. So, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's much more sexually open today. Right. Yeah, people people can actually talk about their kinks now, mm-hmm. like out loud. Mm-hmm. There, there will be people that will admit to you, like, yeah, I like to be peed on, or I like right. this weird thing, or I like. Right. No, admit it openly now. Sure, yeah. sure. Which is kind of a good thing. 
kind of not a good thing because like I don't want to know that right <laughs> especially if it's like another guy you know right. he's like oh this is what I like and I'm like I don't need to know that yeah, cause... I don't want to know that you like to have your ball stepped on with high heels yeah exactly well, well you're the... a nice guy yeah. I don't want to know it. right <laughs> exactly <laughs> well with that story I actually knew a woman who did it I didn't hear about it from the guys I heard about it from her mm-hmm. she was doing it to other people wow <laughs> yeah Whatever. Which was hilarious. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah, she's getting paid good money mm-hmm. too, and that's what they wanted. That's, mm-hmm. So hey, mm-hmm. there's, if there's a customer for it, there's a product. Mm-hmm. You know, why not? I, I think people, uh, young people today, um, they're in a way, in ways, they're just like mine and just like my parents and every parent. They don't want anything to do with my generation. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't even see me when I'm up at the lounge. Mm-hmm. You know, they just in glance, and there's an old lady sitting over there. Right. They don't right. smile at me. Right. They don't speak to me. Mm-hmm. It's I don't even exist. Right. You know, and that's the way it was when I was growing up too. Right. You know, if you were over yeah. thirty, man, you were over yeah. the hill. Trust no one old. over thirty. My dad used to tell me that's about right. that. Yeah. You were old. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> man. Yeah. Uh, I. Yeah. I gotta say, like, as a. I'm gonna be turning 40 in like four days. Um, so that's, you know, I'm getting up there, I guess. Mm-hmm. And my my view on that is totally changing. I, I think it's out of fear, to tell you the truth. I think when you're young, you don't wanna see what you become later on. Right. Where you start to fall apart and all these things, sure. you know, which is natural. Mm-hmm. You know, it happens to everyone sooner right. or later. Mm-hmm. But I think there's a fear there that, that people don't wanna, like when you're younger, you can't even you don't even know what mortality means. No, of course there's, not. There's no, there's nothing in your head. No, you feel wonderful. You can't envision bad knees or right. You're invincible. Yeah. You're fucking invincible. You're gonna live forever. Wrinkles, yeah. no way. Exactly. You know, yep. mm-hmm. not to me. Yep. Balls dropping, tits dropping, all of That's it. That's right. It happens to everybody. It happens. Yeah, mine are on their way there. So <laughs> mine are too. <laughs> well yeah I mean it happens it's the inevitable thing of life you know it's there's no stopping it there's no slowing it down Mm -hmm. it's just you either accept it and move on or you keep fighting it and hurt yourself in the process yeah and be miserable yeah be absolutely miserable my mother who was like she was 98 when she died Mm -hmm. but she was 91 she was complaining about being overweight her stomach was sticking out that kind of you know right, yeah, yeah. why? <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, but she tortured yeah, 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 herself yeah. with that all her life. Mm-hmm. You know, and that, that's terrible. Yeah. It comes to the point where you, you deserve the rest. I know. You know, like, just fuck it. Right. Just, you don't, like, it's totally, society has built it up that it's totally excusable for a person who becomes a senior citizen mm-hmm. to just be whatever the hell they want mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. And I think that should stay exactly as it is. Just right. like, look, you, you've earned it. You've, you've like, mm-hmm. lived through this long. Mm-hmm. You be as crazy and kooky as you want. Right. You know? And you know that if you go to the gym for health, you know, to keep yourself mobile, mm-hmm. you're never going to look like you're 30 again. Never. Right. No matter how hard you work, exactly. that skin is not going back. Yep. Yep. So, Indeed. you know, you can just relax, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's great. You know, I, I am so relaxed and chilled in my life now, um, at peace. It's just, it's a wonderful life. I'm very blessed. Awesome. Yeah. That's good to hear. That's, that's, uh, that's something to look forward to, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. 
Absolutely. It is. I, I got all the negative negativity out of my life and uh, surround myself with people that I love. Um, and it's great. I have my animals, my dogs. So it's great. It's a great life. Dig it. Dig it. Yeah, and you come up to the Cabo Lounge as yep. well. Yeah. Yeah, I out. love it yeah. up there. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a wonderful place. It's a rad place. Like none of this, no, this conversation would not be happening. Mm-hmm. Not, not just because I met you, mm-hmm. but also just this podcast. Right. Just in general, would have never happened mm-hmm. if I hadn't come out of Tallahassee and gone to the Cabo Lounge. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. just like somehow that bug get put in my ear with all right. the ideas that we pass around. Sure. Back and forth, uh, you know. All the that, right stories. Yeah, indeed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All the feedback from my shitty comedy. No. You know? <laughs> I'm never going to agree to that. Mm. Never going to agree to that, John. I, fi- I think um, I think I told you once that I feel like I am finally an adult. Right. Mm-hmm. At age 65, I'm, f- I'm a real adult. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I, somebody that's 30 is not an adult. No. Absolutely not. Not at all. Nope. And... Um, with that comes um, acceptance, mm-hmm. patience, mm-hmm. being open-minded, and I think if you have that kind of stuff, it's you know you're going to have a great life the rest of your life. Right. Yeah. Well, it's all I, I consider personally me. I consider adulthood to be the acceptance of responsibility. Mm-hmm. It's the acceptance that okay, now you're old enough mm-hmm. to where you should be should be helping the next people who are coming along mm-hmm. be better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's what it means to, to be an adult, right. personally. Mm-hmm. Like to be able to work towards that. It's like, all right, I've learned enough, and now I can contribute to the world in this way. Yeah, that's, that's terrific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, uh, I'm not there yet, but mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm getting there. Yeah, you're, you are. I yeah. would say you're real close. Yeah, we'll see. I'd say you're close. But I'm teaching my granddaughter now, you know, things, you know, that I taught my kids, you know, same kind of thing. Um, I speak to her just like she's an adult. Right. You know, I don't talk to her in little baby terms, and she she gets a lot of it. Right. Mm-hmm. But I'm enjoying teaching, you know, and that's that's something our culture lacks. Absolutely. Is, is the closest of the family. Yes. Indeed. And the value of the elderly in your family. Agreed. I mean, I didn't, I had, uh, I really only had one grandmother um, with my circumstances, but, um, you know, I never got to ask her stories about their lives or what they did when they were kids or about World War One or, um, you know, things like that, that, that right. grandmothers can tell. Indeed, yeah. So I, you know, I missed out on that. And then with my father in World War II, he didn't really want to talk about it a lot. And then when I, when I got older, <clears throat> I would ask him a little bit about it. But mm. um, now I wish I had really pressed him. Right. There's yeah, so yeah. many things I wish I'd asked him. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that was... But if he'd been living with me, like they do in Hispanic cultures, mm-hmm. He'd have been there every day, and my, maybe I would have gotten some great stories. Uh, that's true. Hispanic cultures are very—they're very, they're very uh, familiar oriented. Very. They've yeah. got it nailed. Yeah. I mean, cousins, second cousins, mm-hmm. are just as important. Right. As sisters. Yeah. You know. Indeed. Yeah. 
It's, yeah, uh, that sense of community mm-hmm. is definitely what we're lacking. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Mm. And there's and they're so willing to take you in to that family. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I've uh, been friends with Cubans and Colombians and and they're all that way. Right. Mexicans, they're all that way. They're Absolutely, just, yeah. Take you in, love you, hug you. You're you're part of the family now. Yeah, I used to uh, I used to do uh, steel frame construction on houses. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like massive steel frame, like big buildings, mm-hmm. but it was like smaller steel frame for a house. Right. Mm-hmm. So we were, you know, I was working with uh, I believe it was two Guatemalans and a Mexican, mm-hmm. um, and they used to invite me over after work to go have some Coronas and they would cook out mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. And the whole family would be, like you said, cousins, all that. Oh, yeah. And it, it's literally a party every day. I know. They love to cook out. Yeah. And they, they'll, they'll be cooking out and they invited me over and just get drunk and mm-hmm. eat some food and mm-hmm. just have fun. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Yeah, my uh, Colombian, well, they're not my in-laws, my son's in-laws. He's married to a Colombian, Colombian girl. Uh, they're that way. Um, get over there and you cook out and, you know. Yeah, the last day I was in Mexico. Wonderful. Uh, in Monterrey, Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the guy I was staying with, saved for like nine days. And uh, he ended up on the last day, we went to the meat market. Because mm. meat is so cheap in Monterrey. Wow. They have a lot of cattle and stuff like that out there. And mm-hmm. it's just dirt cheap for like wow. some of the best meats you Ooh. can get. Yeah, so we ended up getting pounds and pounds of meat because I, I had a bunch of pesos left over, mm-hmm. and my my you know I couldn't change it back over because I get a shitty exchange rate. Right, right. You know, so I was like, all right, well they've been nice to me. I'll just fucking pay wow, for it all. And even nice. then, this was like a massive meat meal, <laughs> and it was may have cost me like twenty dollars. Wow. You know, twenty five dollars. Yeah. Which I was happy to spend. You know, sure. absolutely. And bought some beer and stuff and mm-hmm. cooked out up on the roof deck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that just sounds wonderful. Yeah. It really does. It was awesome. And from his balcony, mm-hmm. you, there was nothing but mountains. Mm. It was literally surrounded oh, by mountains. Wow. Yeah. See? Super dope. You're a good travel agent, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you make me, I can feel all of that. It makes me want to go. Right. Well, that, that's what I do for and a living. experience so. that. Well, you're good at it. Yeah. It works. <laughs> Uh, it'd be nice if I could actually go to some places. Yeah. <laughs> That'd yeah. be a little better. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. It's good you had that experience, though. Mm-hmm. I'd like to have that experience. It's been, you, I mean, it's not that bad of a city to visit in Mexico. Uh-huh. It's really nice. Cheap to get to. Mm-hmm. Um, cheap to stay there. Cheap to be there. Pretty awesome. Yeah. A little, little more difficult for a 65-year-old blonde woman. True. Um, mm-hmm. Sightseeing would be a little difficult. I would need to, need, you know, have somebody with me because I have poor balance. Right. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> but um, you know, a little more difficult. But I would love to travel. You need you a cabana boy. That's what you need. What's that? A kid, the, the pool boy. Oh. You, know? <laughs> you need a pool boy. That's. I have you to need. be a sugar mama then. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm too poor to be a sugar mama. <laughs> Everything's relative, you know. You might be a sugar mama to somebody who's like super broke. Who knows? That's true. That's true. That's true. (laughs) That's very true. That's funny. Uh, Yeah. uh, So tell me about. um, Yeah, tell me about partying in the the '60s. Ooh. Yeah, and maintaining. Had some fine stuff. Yeah. Um, 
the pot, it was funny. I never, you never saw buds. It was when you get a um, lid that was 20 bucks, mm -hmm. but the, the baggie was almost full. It was just stuffed right. for 20 bucks, but it was always ground up. Right. And you get lots of stems, you get lots of seeds mm -hmm. in the bottom, but that's the only way I ever got pop. It was the same Lids with me too. and dime bags and nickel bags. Yeah. It was always ground up. Mm -hmm. And um, it was Acapulco gold and Mexican red. And, mm -hmm. and Mexican weed, I'm sorry. <clears throat> if anybody's in Mexico, I'm sorry, your weed sucks. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> well, whatever we were smoking, God is good and stoned. Kept us good and stoned anyway. Mm -hmm. It's not like the good, really good stuff you get today. Um, the buds. Right. Um, I was amazed the first time I bought pot um, and it was buds. I thought, damn. Right. Yeah. You know, wow. You, they didn't grind up all everything together, yeah, the, yeah. the leaves and everything. Yeah. You know, you I still get, remember the first time I got weed with like the red hairs on it. Mm -hmm. So I remember the right. first time I saw that, I was like, what is that? And they were like, that means it's good. Uh -huh. I was like, really? <laughs> the redder it is, the better it is. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but um, everything mm -hmm. was so plentiful and everything was so cheap. Mm -hmm. uh, not, not that I could easily get together 20 bucks, you know, for a, for a, a lid. 20 bucks was a lot of money for right. You know, I babysat, I was babysitting at 50 cents an hour. Wow, yeah, okay, you know, wow. That yeah. kind of thing. Um, so, uh, so that was like a usual pay for a babysitter? Then it was like yeah. 50 cents an hour? Oh. Yeah. Okay. In 1970. Okay. Yeah, 50 cents an hour. Hmm. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> and, um, what, shoot, in 1969, my parents bought their two-story house for 29 dollars $29,900. Wow. Big five bedroom, two story. House. That's a fucking car today. That's a <laughs> I know. <laughs> Not a house, jeez. I know. Anyway, things were so much cheaper yeah. back then. Drugs were too. But we would we could get anything. We'd get speed. We'd get um, white crosses or black beauties um, for pennies. You know, right. you just get hands full of them. Um, acid, the best acid. There was. Right. It was pure. You didn't have to worry about people cutting stuff. Right. Cocaine. You didn't have mm -hmm. to worry about that either. Right. A lot of hash. Hash was very abundant. Right. I smoked probably at least as much hash as, hash as I did pot. Right. Um, yeah. And that's still my favorite today. Gotcha. Okay. I like the taste of it. Hmm. <clears throat> I love hash. All right. Um, tried heroin once. Okay. Um, loved it. It was fantastic. That's Love the only it. time I ever tried it. Loved it too much, I guess. Yeah. Well, you know, I was told my friends didn't want me to do it again. Right. But um, you know, I was told that you're just chasing the the dream from then on because right. you never have that high again. Exactly. Ever. Yep. The second mm -hmm. time you think you it won't, well, you know, you're not going to get that used to it, mm -hmm. but you do. It's that first time. Wow. Yeah. Never tried that myself. Mm-hmm. Never. It's been presented. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, nah, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you could just make yourself, just keep it to that one time. Yeah. You know, huh. you have to be a little strong. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah. I don't have that kind of strength. Mm -hmm. So I really don't. Yeah. I mean, it's really euphoric. I realized uh, from growing up with my dad that uh, I have a bit of a 
susceptibility <laughs> to to vices because mm -hmm. uh, he, he he was definitely susceptible so right. grew up watching that so I, I watched my ass like mm -hmm. a lot smart. especially drinking stuff mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. yeah kava bars helped out a lot with that not that I was drinking a lot uh -huh. I was drinking every now like maybe once or twice a week mm -hmm. you know which is kind of normal-ish right um, once a week would be better but mm -hmm. yeah I was doing that and then, then started kava lounge and feel way better mm -hmm. way better definitely yeah no hangovers now yeah. when I drink, I actually get hangovers. Wow. Which is weird because I guess I'm just not used to it that much anymore. Mm -hmm. So now I drink like as much as I used to, which is not a lot. Mm -hmm. So I have to get a little, you know, mm. mm -hmm. I wake up with like a severe hangover. Ooh, I yeah. hate those. Oh, Super that's bad. why I quit drinking. Yeah, the sunlight, just everything. Don't yeah. even want to move. Right. And you still feel horrible. Yeah. No, my mother, I was like you, my mother was an alcoholic. Mm. And... I didn't want, you know, with her behavior, I didn't want to ever do that. Right. So um, I never drank. Oh, I tasted some Boone's Farm strawberry wine, you know, I had that wine, when I was kid, all yeah. that good stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, so I, I didn't even, wasn't drinking and taking drugs. Mm -hmm. It was just drugs. Uh, it wasn't until later in my life that my husband didn't want us to do drugs anymore. Mm. He wanted to drink, so I was kind of had to go along with him, right. um, and got to where I drank quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, the type of not an alcoholic where I had to drink a lot, every, you know, every day. It was really just on the weekend, right? So, like a weekend mm -hmm. drunk. Uh, it, my my alcoholism is that when I start drinking, I can't stop, right? Because it makes me feel so good. Mm -hmm. It just, you know, kind of like smoke pot all night. Right. Um, that's my problem. Anyway, I quit drinking about 14, 15 years ago. Okay, yeah. It doesn't bother me a bit. Mm -hmm. I mean, I like wine, but no, I'm staying away from it. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just a point where you got to either work on it or admit to yourself that, like, I can't do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Just can't do that. I'll go too far. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, my hangovers would last three days by that time. <sighs> the older you get, the worse they get. Oof. I'll tell no. you from experience. Man, I've noticed it a little bit here and there, but three uh -huh. days. Oh, no, man. No, just, no, no. You know, Monday, just still mm. not nope. good. Nope. <laughs> and you've wasted the whole yeah. weekend, all that time. Indeed. So, but uh, no, the drugs were very good. Uh, I hated giving them up. Mm -hmm. I hate it when he, when he, Told, told me we weren't going to take them anymore. Right. Um, I mean, um, do you think it was ultimately not? Do you think it was ultimately better that you kind of like took a break for it from it? Because you did end up drinking, so that kind of like. Didn't well, yeah, but I was taking so many different kinds of drugs. Right. Um, I was eating a lot of mescaline mm -hmm. every day. Um, uh, shooting barbiturates. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just all kind of stuff, different stuff. So, you know, maybe it was better. It was mm. never anything hard for any length of time, like speed or, you know, to get addicted or coke or anything. Right. You were spacing it out in like enough, I guess, right. to like, right. yeah. So maybe in that way, the drinking, you know, maybe it was good to get me off of the drugs. I don't know. Mm. We'll never know. That's, yeah. that's a different road I chose. Indeed. Indeed. 
So yeah. I, in my in my philosophy, that's the way it was supposed to be. Right. So um, you know, and uh, I'm I'm glad to have given up drinking. Unfortunately, <clears throat> my back got really bad, so I started taking oxys. Oh yeah, that's a massive problem with those going around. Took them for ten years. Ooh, we. And um, I was kind of. I was getting some from doctors. Right. They just found out, cut me off completely, so I had to go out on the street. Mm. So um, I was getting morphine then. Eating it, it was fairly cheap. I was just eating it like crazy. Really started taking a lot of it. Mm -hmm. And um, my dealer was going down south to get some and didn't get back in time. This was like on a Sunday. He wasn't going to be back till Monday. I was out Monday morning, start going through withdrawals. Oof. So that went on for three days. Mm -hmm. And then just, you know, the rest of the week I couldn't even walk. Right. But uh, I decided I, I would never go through that again. Yeah. Ever. I could, I could see why. Ever. Absolutely. So um, I've been off them for nine years now. Awesome. So... Oh yeah, but I have a very addictive personality for food, yeah. for buying things, mm -hmm. buying boots. I'll get on, you know. So I have sugar, to watch it. Sugar, sugar, sugar is one of my top addictions. Yeah, and people, people will think, oh, that's not that bad. But that's mostly because I've cut down my smoking right now. That was my top addiction. Mm -hmm. But now that I've cut that back, mm -hmm. sugar is still like a. It's right. Just, I see it. I gotta buy it. Mm -hmm. It's oh. mm -hmm. I can pass it up, but I'm addicted to chocolate. Mm. Definitely. Yeah, I can't pass up sugar. Sometimes I'll just get a couple bags. You know, I love them. Mm -hmm. I love it too. So I have to watch it. And the the kava and the kratom have been real good for me. Yeah, I was about to say because uh, because kratom technically kind of hits the same receptors mm -hmm. as. Not as hard, right? But with a very minuscule effect. But the, the same receptors as opioids, right? Too. So it's uh, you actually curb the addiction by making your body believe mm -hmm. that it's still getting mm -hmm. opioids when it's right. not really, right? And it's happy. Yeah. So I'm happy. The kava gives you a bit of a lift. You know, I like it mm -hmm. too. It's a great. I can see why that it's a celebratory thing. With kava, right. especially because mm -hmm. you know that they, they I'm, I'm guessing that they used to actually drink it from shells, like from Probably. the beach, mm -hmm. and sit around a fire and just get mm -hmm. get a little get a little lightheaded on this mm -hmm. stuff and just have fun right. and just talk, talk, yeah, yep. get up and do some dancing, mm -hmm. get up and have a jam, yep. a native jam. That's exactly it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, sure. Indeed, yeah, you can definitely feel that when people are drinking it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, people are happy. They're not like they are in a bar mm -hmm. where you might bump up against somebody and they give you a nasty look or, right. you know, they don't want to talk to you or, you know, it's just um, might get into a fight yeah. or see a fight. <laughs> yeah. You know, that never happens yeah. at the lounge, ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's been a couple of things, but they've been very couple minor. Little, they've couple been, little They're minor. Things. Yeah. yeah. Never any like real violence, mm -hmm. like, true violence or anything, or yeah, anyone actually getting harmed in any way, really. No, so no. yeah, I think it's much better for people. Mm, I agree, I agree. Mm -hmm. And the government is 
so concerned about pot that keeping pot away from us, but alcohol's fine. Right. Well, don't you know that marijuana causes black pe- black men to rape white women? Oh, I didn't know that. That was in the, that was like one of the reasons that they made it illegal oh in the first God. place. It was like this big scare. Now there was, there was a couple of other things too, like right. the tobacco industry and like mm-hmm. you know alcohol industry and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But one of the things is they kept like blowing up these trials of like white women accusing mm-hmm. black men of raping them, and the most like I would say like half was not oh, true, right. and half was true. I maybe I don't happened. know. I don't know yet, but I don't know the ratio of actually true. Right. But probably wasn't a lot. Probably not. That was true. So they basically just got caught fucking a black dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. when they were high, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. they blamed it on the marijuana. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, no, you got high and you wanted to fuck. <laughs> and you went to go fuck and you found a dude with a big dick. <laughs> and you didn't care whether he was black or whether he was white. <laughs> and you fucked him. Just admit to it, you know? Just like. No. Oh, no, not back in those days. Uh, right? Exactly. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Indeed. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, that was one of the, the they use that as an excuse, right, for marijuana a lot of times. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Reefer madness. Yep. I yeah, mean, that, that it like loosened your morals. You know, I your know. morals were all of a sudden shot. Now you were like a dangerous criminal who could do anything. I know. It's just <laughs> ridiculous. It's so ridiculous. Uh, oh god. <laughs> but they definitely need to legalize marijuana. It's on its way. It's just it's it's inevitable at this right. point. You're it's just dragging just some, your feet. Some people are slowing it down. Mm-hmm. You know, and if there's just some states where they don't want to make it legal, mm-hmm. at least don't make it highly illegal. Right. You know what I mean? Because there's going to be some states that are going to fight like Texas or something. I don't mm-hmm. know if they had. I don't know if they legalized it, but they sound like somebody who would like fight it. Fight it. I think so too. At least let it be a fucking misdemeanor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But until you get progressive enough to like allow it to be legal. Right. But just like give them a ticket for like 50 bucks or something and right. send them on their way. Right. You can make a little bit of cash on it. Mm-hmm. You know, like <laughs> whatever. Yeah. Instead of throwing people in jail. Right. It's just a dumb move. Just to throw everyone in jail over mm-hmm. that. I think the southern states might be the most reluctant. Mm. Louisiana, maybe. Georgia, maybe. Louisiana has a pretty, has a pretty good voter base in New Orleans. Mm. Like that's a big blue dot, a okay. giant blue dot in that mm. state that can influence a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it still might be kind of behind the times because they have like a for profit. They def- most definitively have a for profit prison system, mm-hmm. and they want to keep those those prisoners coming in and out of there or in there. Right. Indefinitely, mm-hmm. actually, mm-hmm. and they—that's one of the—that's one of the few states that still has like old school prisons where people, the, some of the prisoners, stay out in huts like a fucking like slaves and shit. Really? You know? Yeah. They wow. they make them work out in the sun all day and everything, and then <gasps> and they have a rodeo once a year. This is at uh, mm-hmm. it's a state prison, I think. Mm-hmm. It's called the Angola. Oh, Angola. Angola, named after the fucking country, I believe. Mm-hmm. And they, it's literally like 99% black people. Mm-hmm. And they have a rodeo once right. a year. And I don't know what kind of perks they get, but the mm-hmm. perks cannot be fucking worth it. One of the things is that four prisoners mm-hmm. sit in the middle of the, the dirt thing where all the bulls and everything are mm-hmm. playing poker. And they maybe four or six, whatever, I don't know, but it's a table full of people playing poker. Okay. And then they let a bull loose. Oh my god. And the last person still playing poker wins. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. That's pretty fucked up, right? 
<laughs> Gee. And then people still go to be a spectator on it, like, to, oh. like, to watch it and be like, oh, look. It's like, how wow. sad is that? Like, I'm not saying these people are innocent yeah. by any means, you know what I mean? Some of them could be murderers, and some of them could be rapists, and some of them could be, you know, they could be anything. That's like putting them in a puppet show. Yeah, exactly. That's just not, it's not, not how Making things are done. Making them perform for you. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's something wrong with that. It's got a, It's got this gladiatorial combat feel to it from yeah. like the Roman Empire. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, keep the poor people busy by making poorer people right. do weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty messed up. That is real messed up. Yeah, it happens every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. How demeaning. Indeed. No, I've heard that's a bad prison. Yeah. Yeah, it's just pretty gnarly. <clears throat> well, one of my exes used to do a, I don't know if I'm talking but one of my exes used to do a bicycle trip mm-hmm. up there every year. It was like mm-hmm. a protest thing. Mm-hmm. And they would bike all the way up, and it's like, it's quite a bike. It's like two mm-hmm. days or something like that. Wow. Yeah. Hmm. That was interesting. Yeah. But yeah, they're not going to shut that place down. That's not fucking, you can protest all you want. That's a moneymaker right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think there's something wrong with these uh, private prisons. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> people making money off of prisoners. Right. There's not slavery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, indentured servitude in yeah. a way, kind of a way, but it's like borderline slavery. Yeah. It's weird. It's like right on it that is. mark in between the two, but still considered both. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah, I can't. Um, yeah. No. So you, you were, oh, let's, just, let's move on here, okay. I guess. Uh, we're going to go with, uh, earlier you were talking about um, that you had uh, you had two sides. You had more of like a cynical mm-hmm. side. that is just like, fuck it, fuck the man, fuck it. They've already won, who cares, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you got more of the optimistic side. Right. Which likes like, try and help the situation. Right. I guess. Right. Right? Yes, I do. Um, there's the <clears throat> side of me that has learned a lot of things throughout my years seen a lot of things throughout my years that's had things happen to um, that have made me bitter, <clears throat> hateful, very cynical, very distrusting, mm-hmm. um, and hateful. You know, just disliking people, not trusting anybody. Um, politics, religion, you know, just, just fuck everything, you know. And I, and when I was that person, I was miserable. Right. Just miserable. You know, never sit around th- having happy thoughts, never being calm. Um, but then there's the other side of me that I believe is the real me. And that's the side that um, is very happy. And, and even though all these terrible things go on, I want to see what I can do to make it better. And to, I love people and I... Uh, want to be around them and you know I just mm. they're just completely different it's you know the the good versus the evil right and I I think um, you know I had a battle with between the two and I was that cynical person for a lot of years um, but I worked my way out of it and decided I didn't want to be I didn't want to live there anymore mm-hmm. and um, I think a lot of people struggle with this but life is sometimes just so hard that they are locked into that cynical. Right. Indeed. Yeah. And it, um, mm. then they become apathetic. Yeah. I've, and, I've been there. Yeah, I've been, for, there. I've been there too. Um, you don't, 
City Hope, there's nothing you can do about it. You know, your little vote or your little phone call is not going to do anything about it. Right. You know, what can you do to change the world? Nothing. There's there's still some days that I wake up and just think to myself, like, why did I wake up? Mm -hmm. That happens rarely now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It used to happen a lot more. It wasn't that I was going to kill myself. Mm -hmm. Just as that I didn't care. Right. Whether I died or not. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm still going to, like, try and survive Mm -hmm. in a way Mm -hmm. but just really love like an accident (laughs) something to happen like out of nowhere oh you know so i had to i had to kind of smooth that over Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. Mm yeah i'm like i'm honestly surprised that i've lived this long Hmm. very surprised Hmm. but i think most people are you know what i mean when they look back especially if you have like a rebellious youth Mm -hmm. you look back on it Mm -hmm. and you just kind of go like okay all right all right. Uh, what do you mean? Oh, yeah, a lot of things happen. We need to process this. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's at least five times in my life that I should have died. Mm-hmm. I should have been dead, and no they were all yeah. a long time ago. Right. You know, I'm I'm glad I'm still here, but yeah, um, <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Another feeling. Yeah. <laughs> the dumb <laughs> shit that I've done. I'm assuming you've probably done some dumb shit, too. Oh, I've done a lot of dumb shit. Only, you know, when you meet people who you have good... Uh, you you know that type of person mm-hmm. when you're talking to them. Mm-hmm. Like how me and you talk. Like mm-hmm. there was... Like all the... Pretty much most of the people at the Cabo Bar up there. Mm-hmm. It's people that just like... There's been fucked up shit in their life. And mm-hmm. they obviously have issues. And they obviously have problems. Mm-hmm. But they're not hiding it. Mm-hmm. In a way, right. you know, right. but they're not like putting it out there all the time, but they're not hiding it. Right. And you just kind of deal with their little idiosyncrasies. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. they don't have to hide who they are mm-hmm. all the time and like bottle that up. Right. Right. Which is nice. Yeah, it is. And and you can kind of read, read people and tell if they're maybe you ought to leave them alone mm-hmm. for a little bit. Right. You know, you can tell it's because you know some of their problems. Mm hmm. So, yes, yeah, nice. Yeah. And it's it's difficult to 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 go back into that full person like you were saying, your actual you as a full person instead mm-hmm. of being blocked by like I can't do that and right. uh, I don't know how to do that. Right. And just well the, the thing is just to do something. Right. You know, just sure. something, anything, anything. Anything. Yeah. But I I um, I'm like you. I wake up some mornings where um, I don't want to do anything at all day. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to sweep my floor. I'm going to feed the dogs. I'm going to not get out of my pajama, put on my robe, and just mm-hmm. and do nothing. And and luckily, I can do that. Right. You know, I have the luxury of being able to do that if I feel like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't go out of the house all day. You know, and it and I just get through it. Right. You know. Uh, I watch TV all day so I don't have to think about anything negative. Right. Mm. And just, yeah, I get through it that way. Mm. Um, yeah. I try to stay away from that one, the TV thing, because mm. that's one of my big addictions, mm-hmm. is Netflix, all of yes. it, just just consistently watching mm-hmm. uh, movies, playing video games, things right. like that. I try and stay away from it because mm-hmm. every time I do it, 
I get this nagging feeling that I should be doing something, something else. Something else, something productive. And that nagging feeling, I've like let it kind of rise up more and more. Mm-hmm. And now whenever it hits, it's loud. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like this super loud nagging. Mm-hmm. Like, you sure about that? Come on, man, you got stuff to do. You sure, you sure this is a waste of time? Mm-hmm. What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm like, okay, 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 all right, fine. Mm-hmm. We'll be productive. Jesus, if it'll just shut up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> So, so I that side myself. of you wins. Yeah, I pester myself into it. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so you have two sides too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean uh, that that nihilism is strong, mm-hmm. especially coming from you know Generation X, mm. which was like the apathetic. I'm not saying like blame it on my generation, but that's kind of was like we we didn't believe in anything. Mm-hmm. We had nothing to believe in. Right. We literally said all of it. Fuck it. Right. We're not going to believe in anything. Right. We don't like any of it. Mm-hmm. And we didn't do anything. We were apathetic. We mm-hmm. just literally just kind of half-ass voted and right. did nothing. Right. And that was uh, that definitely carried over for a while mm-hmm. in my life. Mm. Yeah. Until I realized, I started watching stuff like uh, Jocko Willink and Jordan Peterson and and, and Joe Rogan and um, in general guys who were trying to do philosophical Sam Harris who were mm-hmm. trying to, to to really figure out what what's going on. Mm-hmm. And none of them have the answer. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to, to different people, you can definitely piece together small steps. Right. To get where you're going. Right. You know? Yeah. That helped a lot. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Being like a... Uh, it's, really, it's really difficult. Like you said earlier about the kind of lack of familial connections. Right. In America. Mm-hmm. I think that that lack also we don't get a good foundation anymore you know so we have to kind of build ourselves now you're right right yeah this is like I was never taught to be like a responsible person like mm-hmm. really taught to be a responsible person mm-hmm. and like know kind of how my my place in society and like how that affects all these other things in this mm-hmm. community or anything that we're doing right that we're always doing right like a beehive right I was never informed of any of that Mm-hmm. You know, like you're just I just kind of shoved out after high school. You just shoved. Yeah, out well, I moved world. out. Of my, I moved out of my house when I was fifteen. Fifteen. I was seventeen. Yeah. Um, it lived with like my grandma for a while, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But then I ended up like hitting the road and hitchhiking and mm-hmm. doing all kind of crazy shit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but it was it was like self-made. Mm-hmm. Every everything that I I have now is made. Well, I got through making errors. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like bad errors, you know. Yeah. That, that, that literally was like, nope, not going that direction again. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-hmm. Well, that's how you learn. Yeah. Would have been better to have a foundation, though, at least to well, build a Well, in a way, that is helping to build a foundation. Yeah. You know, look where you, look where you are. True. You know, from that 15-year-old kid that was just out there. Yeah. You know, you do have a, a bit of a foundation. True. It may not be a yeah. permanent foundation because you're still looking for things. Right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you've, you've got something to stand on. Indeed. Yeah, okay. And be proud of it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It's yeah. like I always yeah. say, I earned my wrinkles. Right. I'm not going to, you know, mostly from smiling, and I'm not going to go have them removed. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, I earn these. Yeah. These are mine. Indeed. Yeah, I'm starting to get them myself mm. just a little bit here and mm-hmm. there, you know, as a smile. Yeah. The smiling and, does it. And that... I'm perfect. That's perfectly accessible. I mean, that means mm-hmm. that you used it. You, you, that means that you used up whatever co- thing that we commonly see as beauty. Mm-hmm. You use it up having a good time. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, boo hoo. 
Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like that that weathered old cowboy. You know, he's been through it. He's- Absolutely. Yep. Oh, my grandpa, he's uh, he's uh, wrinkled up, bad skin. He's been on the sun for uh-huh. 50 years uh-huh. at least. More than what, 70 years, I mm-hmm. think. Uh, and out on a tractor out in hayfields every single day. He's like 80-something now. I think he's still going out there. Wow. He just bought an air-conditioned tractor five <laughs> years ago when he turned 80 or something like that. Like, Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, it was like just open with just like a roof on it. Uh huh. You know, uh-huh. that's a bad. He's a bad dude, mm-hmm. and you can tell he's been through it. Mm-hmm. Like he just mm-hmm. doesn't matter what comes his way. Mm-hmm. It'll like it'll it'll hurt him. It'll bounce off of him. Whatever. Mm-hmm. He just kind of goes. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. mm-hmm. <laughs> he's a scary man. When I was a kid, I bet. A very I bet. scary man. <laughs> I bet. Mm. Uh, that's funny. Not a very talkative guy, though. No. Yeah, not a very talkative guy at all. Probably has it all figured out. Have you yeah, ever noticed that, for his life, yeah. That people like that, uh, that don't do a lot of talking, older people, you know they got it. Yeah. They know. Mm-hmm. They just get it. Yeah, they figured out their own rhythm. Mm-hmm. And then was like, well, look, I don't need to be part of your rhythm. I got mm-hmm. my own rhythm. Mm-hmm. You keep over there doing your thing. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to have this useless chatter right. between me and you because... Right. It's not worth it. Yeah, that's exactly right. You're wasting my time and your time. Yeah, yeah. I've only got what two years to live, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. So get away mm-hmm. from me. I guess, you know, like I yeah. am happy just the way I am. Yeah, yeah. Indeed. They're out there. Well, Sounds like your grandfather's out there like that. Oh man, he's he's yeah, he's a badass. Yeah, he's definitely a badass. He's he's yeah, he's figured it all out mm-hmm. in his own life. How his own mm-hmm. life's gonna operate. And every day he does that. Mm-hmm. And he's happy with it. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah, my grandma's happy with her part, which is you know she used to it just used to be uh, the house stuff like that, but mm-hmm. then she became a painter. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to show you one of her paintings. Oh after yeah, this. yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, and she she started doing that. She doesn't do it so much anymore. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they had a happy, happy little life way out in the country, just mm-hmm. her painting and mm-hmm. him doing the farm work. Wonderful. Sounds yeah. like a wonderful life. Yeah. Really does. All right. That seems like a good place to end off. Okay. On um, embracing yourself and uh, just learning to be happy as you get older. Just fuck it. You're going to get wrinkled. You're going to get fat. You're going to. That's right. Just accept it and be happy. It's going to happen. That's right. All right. Well, hopefully that's not too negative for everybody out there. It's actually got a positive spin to it for once. Sure. We defeated our cynical side. That's right. We did it for this we conversation. It. It's <laughs> not just gone. Dustin Bones and we're all going to die. <laughs> okay, and that was uh, another episode of Discoursers. And um, there'll be another one out in about two weeks, every other Monday. And as always, go fuck yourself. <laughs>